97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit at the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. Joining me today is Stephanie Miller, a Master of Social Work student at UNC Chapel Hill, soon to be an MSW, and coordinator of the Dementia Friendly Business Initiative. And also Jenny Womack, who is a clinical professor of occupational science and occupational therapy at UNC Chapel Hill, contracted to the Orange County Department on Aging as project coordinator of Orange County Cares. And today we are going to be talking about a d- building a dementia capable community. That sounds like a big deal. <laughs> so, Je- so, so um, Stephanie, tell me a little bit about what that means. Well, dementia capable, I might let Jenny, I might let her field that question just ah. because it's really about <laughs> the principles of how we manage our programs and what we, our, our goals as a department on aging are in the next master aging plan um, and you know, what we hope Orange County is in the coming years. This sure. sounds really big. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Thanks, Steph. I would say that um, Stephanie's going to speak specifically to dementia-friendly business initiative, and that comes, I would say, under the umbrella of building a dementia-capable community. So when we talk about a dementia-capable community, it means that we, we will have a commitment as a community to serve and be fully inclusive of people with dementia in everyday community life. So it would mean that resources and services are available to people who are living with dementia and their their care providers, their care circles, and that the community as a whole is positioned to be in support of them um, and to include them in all the, the, the things that are our services, resources, and um, happenings, if you will, of everyday life in our community. So why should I care? Why is this important to me as a community member? That's a really great question. Um, and my answer to that, and this is you know what I tell people who work at businesses, business owners, um, or just community members, that this is all a community that we belong to. Mm-hmm. And the likelihood of crossing paths with someone who has dementia or a caregiver who cares for someone with dementia is pretty high, and it's going to grow mm-hmm. in the next 20 to 30 years. It's just going to explode. And we... Um, we just want everybody to be prepared and be aware and also maybe have a little bit of compassion um, in the event that it might happen in your own life. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you may have a neighbor. You may find somebody wandering down your street and not know how to interface with them. So, right. yeah, it definitely bleeds into all aspects of all of our lives. Mm-hmm. But I guess uh, I'm kind of wondering this whole dementia-friendly business initiative, what exactly is that? Sure. How does that fit into building a community? Sure. So this is really a community-level effort to build awareness and understanding Um about what happens when customers come into businesses who might either be living with dementia or be caring for someone with dementia Mm -hmm. or have someone with dementia with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And how do we best support them in a system in our roles as business owners, as employees, um, because we interface with the public in businesses. I mean, that's the the biggest um, example of that. Mm -hmm. And so businesses are part of our community. I mean, probably one of the most essential parts. And um, for folks that need to go about their daily lives and do that as long as possible in, you know, as uninterrupted as possible, um, even if they're living with dementia, that we want to put that support there too, um, so that it's more of a safe zone. Um. Well, I remember this is dating me now. About 20 years ago, when I was working in a skilled nursing facility, there was a gentleman who probably had some mild cognitive impairment at the time, and he would leave the nursing home um, and take a taxi and go get some things at the convenience store that he liked, and he'd come back. And one day, I was standing up the reception desk, and you know, he came in with his walker and tootled into the 
nursing home. And, and then next thing I know, the cab driver comes in and he says, I think something has changed with Mr. So-and-so. I don't remember his name is at the time. And, he, and I said, oh, really? What's going on? He said, well, he said, it's a good thing I'm an honest man. And I said, okay, what happened? He said, well, when I told him how much the cab fare was, he handed me his wallet and said, take as much as you need. Right. And then he... You know, then I took as much as I needed and I handed it back and here's his wallet. I just mm. wanted you to be aware. And so I think that's a perfect example a perfect of example. why something like this is important. Absolutely. And I might steal that example in my trainings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just I like to incorporate those real examples um, just to illustrate how it could go wrong and how it can go right. So right. we actually we do talk about that example of folks feeling like a situation is safe um, mm-hmm. and that they can trust you even if they aren't certain who you are, where they are, or what they're trying to do. And they it, it's very likely that they'll hand over, you know, a piece of personal information or too much money mm-hmm. um, thinking that you're a safe person. And mm-hmm. so we can use that to our advantage advantage as um, in a <laughs> non-malicious way mm-hmm. to help someone and support them and keep them from um, being vulnerable in that situation if they're in the department store and other people have noticed mm-hmm. that they're vulnerable that you know we can step in and add a little bit of monitoring and until mm-hmm. we can get in contact with someone definitely um, yeah. well even in, and then on the flip side see even working within that long-term care community one of my roles at the time was to create a dementia unit now this mm-hmm. was a very new kind of thing back then so we were traveling around the country looking at different models and one of the things that I felt like was really important was to allow the administration to 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 participate in some way and kind of make employees universal employees, make everybody trained. And one of the ways that we accomplished that was that I had everybody from the high-level administrators on, on all the way down, to depending on what positions, kind of talk about what some of their likes and dislikes were and, and things that they enjoyed in their personal lives and that kind of thing. And so folks like our director of human resources, for example, he always played guitar just himself at home. And he, I said, well, how about you do a sing-along on the dementia unit once a week? And we kind of made it a requirement that everybody spend a certain amount of time every week to do something to enrich the lives of our residents. And to this day, he just um, messaged me through LinkedIn or something because we've lost mm-hmm. contact. This has been many years and said, you know. Until the day I left, I was there every single week, and I played the guitar for the residents. And he said that was the thing that made me want to hire the best employees because it got me in touch Mm -hmm. with why I do what I do. So I think even this dementia-friendly business initiative is important for the fact that you may not realize how enriching this would be to be able to interact positively Mm -hmm. with these folks because they have so much wisdom and knowledge to share, and just meeting them where they're at is Mm -hmm. really important, and it can turn something that could be very frustrating into something quite beautiful. I'm glad you said that because I talk a lot about, and back to what you asked before, you know, why should we care as community members? Mm -hmm. And I share with groups often that even if you only have... 30 seconds to make an interaction more positive by saying, you know, there's no rush here Mm -hmm. um, or making that space a little bit safer in your interaction, that that can drastically change someone's day or, you know, reduce their level of agitation to a point where they can safely remember where they are or what they're doing. Well, and it's not even just that. It's also the caregiver that's with them. It is Mm -hmm. so stressful. It's like, you know, when somebody's not acting, quote, right, you know, whatever right really is, who knows? It's so stressful. You know, you're like, don't Mm -hmm. touch this. Don't Mm -hmm. just, but you have to take them because you can't take another minute to like arrange for us, uh, somebody mm-hmm. to be in the home and to, to know that you're going into a place where people understand. I think just the stress level of that caregiver also mm-hmm. just goes down because we all know statistics show, you know, people get much sicker when they're caregivers. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. Uh, burn out. They mm-hmm. sometimes pass before their loved one because of mm-hmm. the stress level. So anything we can do as a community, I think, is really important. But on that note, mm-hmm. we need to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Welcome back. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Caring Connections. And joining me is Jenny Womack and Stephanie Miller. And we are talking about dementia, the dementia-friendly business initiative. All right. So I kind of went off on a tangent there a little bit because like, clearly I'm passionate about this topic. But if if a business was, was listening to this right now, a business owner, and they thought, well, okay, this sounds like a great idea, but... How do I get involved and what is this training like? Could you talk right. to us a little bit about that? Right. Um, absolutely. So businesses, it's free to all businesses and it can be in Orange County, outside of Orange County. Just we would encourage you to get in touch with us and you know, we can we try to be as accommodating about schedules as possible because we realize that as businesses we have a lot of different types of schedules, mm-hmm. um, whether it's part time employees or not. And so we can offer you several different trainings. We always bring the training to you if that's the most convenient option, but um, we also can host them mm-hmm. if that's necessary. We also ask that for businesses who are interested in becoming what we would call a dementia-friendly partner, um, that they commit to train at least 50% of their customer-facing staff um, and can also consider making changes where possible and when possible, because we know these things cost money, um, to their practices, policies, or physical environment. And some of those examples um, might be about signage or menus, making those things really easy to understand and Mm -hmm. read. Um, It could also be about uh, making families, or sorry, excuse me, uh, bathrooms accessible to families um, mm-hmm. so that caregivers who need to assist family members mm-hmm. can use those. Um, but really also just t- for each specific industry, um, engaging with us and um, think- thinking of ways that you can be dementia friendly. And, mm-hmm. and we help through that process. But um, the training takes 90 minutes and it's a soft 90 minutes because we uh, really want everybody to get engaged in discussion, share their personal experiences, give us some you know, thoughts about um, what they see in the materials mm-hmm. that we bring. And um, yeah, we are creating a space for people to think about it. Um, so I guess if you had a target list of the types of businesses that are the most important, I know all businesses is a, is a goal, but right. like, what are the top ones that you feel like are facing folts with dementia? You preempted my answer. That's <laughs> say, all businesses. Anticipatory. Um, right. I think um, we're really yearning for some industries that are retail focused. Um, we would love to have more restaurants involved because this is you know one element of maintaining that quality of life is being able to go out to eat with your family members mm-hmm. and um, for caregivers and other family members to see that a business is caring enough to have considered their needs Mm -hmm. and think, okay, that takes one less piece of anxiety out of my mind. I can go to this safe place. And if something Mm -hmm. happens, that people will be understanding and Mm -hmm. um, that we can still enjoy our time together in the community. Is part of your training uh, about how to stay in a restaurant? I mean, and I've seen this happen on, you know, you're you have somebody that's there who has clearly has dementia and they're starting to eat soup with their fingers or, mm-hmm. you know, there's some things that can be really embarrassing to a caregiver right. um, and your staff is trained, but that doesn't necessarily mean the other patrons right. in that restaurant are going to be very friendly about it. Right. Is part of your training on how to help other people kind of understand more kind. <laughs> you know, it's funny because and we joke. Snicker, adults um, are worse than children. It, it can, it's true. And I think, you know, we get we get so removed from what it's like to have that experience that empathy is hard. And we joke sometimes as a team that really we're not talking about things that are hard and fast and specific, but um, we're talking about how to be nice people. And mm-hmm. we really are starting at a level where we think is most accessible for our professional program. I personally would love to be able to extend this like stigma-free campaign to the rest of the community, but this is really our open door to doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if folks see our colorful logo, so we offer when businesses go through our training, we give them a sticker and Mm -hmm. it goes on their front window. And we want that to be recognizable to the community. And so when someone sees that and they wonder, what does that mean? Hopefully they'll ask the business or they'll look us up um, and learn more about it. So I have a a loved one who is celiac. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And there's an app, and right. it says "Find Me Gluten Free," mm-hmm. right? So, how if I were a loved one, if I had a loved one who had dementia, how in the world would I f- know right. where to go? So that's a great question. <laughs> and um, we publish, we like to promote businesses who have completed the training or who are about to complete the training in the Senior Times, which is a quarterly publication from the Department on Aging. Mm-hmm. And you can also look at our website for a list of most recently trained businesses. That's dfoc.org. Um, and I'm trying to think of how else we disseminate that information. We do keep the list active mm-hmm. and um, current. And so if folks want to call, if they're curious and they you know, want to know if a specific business is trained, mm-hmm. they can always call um, Orange County at 968-2087 at our helpline, and um, we can look it up for them. You should make a Define Me Dementia-friendly app. I was going to say, you've given us I, a new yeah, app. Yeah, I think that would be pretty you. awesome. Yeah, I think it's really great. <laughs> and I'll collect royalties on that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. Yeah, Donate it to my chair. <laughs> so what else should we know? So uh, you're telling me this is free to businesses, right? Well, how in the world do you all get paid to do this? <laughs> well, it's really part of that big grant project that we have to provide community and individual level and organization. So it's support. part of Orange County Care. It is. It's sort of like a we sit arm. under that umbrella and okay. um, we we are part of the effort um, at the community level. So mm-hmm. this is just one of our branches. And I should also say we had some initial funding to start up from the East Chapel Hill Rotary Club and also from a, a private uh, business owner, Lorenza Mejia, who owns Acorn in Home Services. Um, they had a, a particular interest in having this start even before OC Cares was funded by mm-hmm. the Administration for Community mm-hmm. Living. So we've had some nice community partnerships and then we administer it under under the umbrella of OC Cares through the Department on Aging. That's awesome. That's right. We haven't done it alone. Lorenzo Mejia has been such a huge champion for this project. I mean, he put a lot of our initial infrastructure in place, and he's still advising us and um, helping us get this out there. And um, so he's been a huge help for us. That's wonderful. So what else should we know about this initiative? I was just thinking that um, in addition, we say dementia-friendly businesses, but mm-hmm. actually we've had really nice support from our county manager, Bonnie mm-hmm. Hammersley, who has um, essentially required, uh, encouraged, mandated that mm-hmm. all county government offices also undergo the training. Oh, and so great. we've had the opportunity to work with several of those departments, and mm-hmm. those have been the trainings that I've done with Stephanie have been really fun because we realize that many people have great expertise already or they have already sort of developed their own ways of um spreading extra customer service or giving a really thoughtful service to people with dementia, and they just needed to share it with one another. So it just offers them a platform to talk about it. What about your first your first line responders, like your EMTs and your firefighters and police officers? Because they tend to be the ones mm-hmm. that are called in the midst of a big ruckus. Right. And when the things are heated, agitated, wandered off, won't come back in the house, combative, are, have they been trained? Are they going to be trained? So I have two answers to that question. The first is how I address, because I get that question a lot mm-hmm. at trainings, and we encourage people to use both the sheriff's office as well as Chapel Hill and Carborough City Police Departments who both have crisis intervention trained officers on staff. And um, this is a great resource for folks that are um, having mental health crises um, or dementia. And so in the specific situation, we would and they've gone through training about dementia. Um, But we're also thinking as a project team out, you know, beyond dementia-friendly businesses, how can we develop a training to help first responders? Mm -hmm. And because they may want more in-depth and extensive information about um, how to help someone in what could be a medical crisis, it could be um, a crisis surrounding just dementia and orientation. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, Jenny may have a better answer for that. No, not better. I'll just add in, it's it's a great question. We have an existing program that we do between the Department on Aging and the Emergency Medical Services around falls prevention. And as that program has continued to grow, what we realize is that we're seeing a lot of overlap with serving mm-hmm. people or responding to people with dementia and with substance use issues and, right. and various things. And so our conversation is just increasing. And I think we're going to continue to find ways to, to 
uh, engage around that that topic of how we better serve people with dementia. That's awesome. I think ideally we would like to specialize by industry if we can, but um, future goals. (laughs) That's awesome. Sounds like you're passionate about this as well. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections, and we are talking today about the dementia-friendly initiative and dementia-friendly businesses. And I have a question. I mean, I've shared a couple of stories already on the show, but I'm just curious if you had any positive outcomes or stories that you can share with us. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're slowly trickling in since <laughs> our, our group is slowly growing, but it is good to hear. We've checked in with some of our charter members and um, who were brave enough to pioneer this project with us. And one in particular, um, Cameron's Gift Shop in Carborough shared a story with us recently about um, a family that came in and recognized the dementia-friendly business sticker and mm-hmm. was so relieved to see it and mm-hmm. had their loved one with them. Um and had a great experience in their business and um, gave them that feedback and, you know, said, we really appreciate that you've done this. And it came all the way back around to us. That's and, awesome. Um, we were just really pleased to hear that someone, A, recognized it and B, <laughs> That's great. You know, it worked. That's so. definitely fabulous for mm-hmm. sure. What else do you, would you like to share as far as this program? Okay. Um, I think that we just really hope that it catches on, like goes viral in a way. <laughs> we really want the word to get to that spread. app. Yeah, <laughs> we, we want to be recognizable um, in any way we can, and we want folks to. Um, we want it to be a grassroots effort as well. Like we've we've developed this program with um, county staff, but we want to give it back. You know, we're encouraging volunteers to come and work with us and to disseminate this because as as much as we can expand, we'd like to. And um, so, just getting the word out. Um, if people take it upon themselves to be their own business recruiters and just mention to their favorite businesses that, you know, it would mean a lot to me. Like I, pat- I patronize your business quite a bit and it mm-hmm. would mean a lot to me for this reason, um, mm-hmm. for you to go through this training and contact us and, and we will follow up and, um, try to be as accommodating as possible. That's great. Well, we do. I just wanted to make everybody listening aware there are a few conferences coming up in the area that are specific to caregivers, and all these conferences actually do have, so to speak, a, quote, dementia track to them. Um, the first two conferences are called the Triangle Caregivers Conferences, and, and uh, the first one is on June 21st at the McKimmon Conference Center in Raleigh. The second is on June 28th at the Durham Convention Center in Durham, and those conferences are actually open for registration now. It's a full-day conference. You can get all the information on that conference website site, which is trianglecaregiversconference.org. But new, uh, hot off the presses, we are actually holding a conference in Orange County this coming August. And that is going to be called the Caregiver Summit, Navigating the Transitions in Life. And actually, the Orange County Department on Aging is one of our amazing sponsors. Too early to register yet, but it will be on August 9th at the Friday Center. And I believe there's going to be a blurb about it in the upcoming Senior Times as well. So definitely keep your ears and eyes open. Uh, for those conferences. And, you know, it has been an absolute pleasure to have both you, uh, Jenny, and you, Stephanie, on the show today. I know we did a two-part series, so um, definitely appreciate you taking the time out. Lots of great things coming out from the Orange County Department on Aging, as always, always very innovative and forward-thinking and definitely leaders in this state to show folks what they ought to be thinking about when it comes to older adults in our community and in our nation. So thank you for being here today. And as always, you may email your caring questions to caring at 13 1360wchl.com. Thank you so much and have a fabulous day. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by Home Watch Caregivers. 
You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.